Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. A mid-morning dance with the devil from the farmer of fury. Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on this beautiful bank holiday Monday, which from this day on and forever will be known as Brexit Day. Not because uh, we're actually leaving the European Union today, not because we actually voted to leave the European Union today, but because the Brexit party has emerged like a phoenix from the flames of UKIP and taken over the political landscape of this country. This, my friends, is an amazing achievement. This has been achieved by the uh, charisma of Nigel Farage, by the truth-telling of those who ran for Parliament uh, in Europe by uh, uh, putting their names to the Brexit party. Martin Daubney, who's going to join me next, a former magazine editor, a guy who comes from relatively humble beginnings when you compare him to many MPs, will now be the voice of reason uh, over in Brussels. The Green Party, by the way, who have done rather well, uh, thanks to Greta from Sweden uh, and all of the uh, climate change maniacs, they've actually decided that they're a pro-Remain party and they are saying... We don't think the Brexit guys should go and take their seats in Brussels. Well, hello. It's called democracy, guys. I know you want to stop us flying. I know you want to stop, him going, stop us going on holiday. I know uh, you want us to stop burning wood in our wood-burning fireplaces, but you are not stopping Brexit from happening, and you are not going to go over to Brussels and tell the people who were duly elected by the members of this uh, country right here in the United Kingdom that they can't go and represent us, because that is what is going to happen. The Tories have suffered their worst defeat ever. Labour haven't done much better. Uh, the SNP say that Scotland has voted to remain once more, uh, which is not strictly true. Change UK might as well give up and go home, mightn't they? Uh, we're going to take loads and loads of your calls this morning because you are the voice of reason. 0344 499 1000. We told you Brexit were going to sweep the board. We told you that a single issue of Brexit was going to absolutely dominate these elections. We were right. They were right. You were right. This is Talk Radio. This is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. We observe today not a victory of party, but a celebration of freedom. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. The Human Zoo, where they don't hide away the sick animals. Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham. It's time to attend you and I'm talking to you! On Talk Radio. Dismiss! Yes. 
Good morning and welcome back to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. It is Bank Holiday Monday, but hey, uh, it is really Brexit Day because that is what has happened. The Brexit Party has swept the board uh, in the elections for the European MEPs that are going to Europe to vote against the European Union. Basically, uh, we're going to get more MEPs from the Brexit Party uh, than you've ever seen uh, in a host of Sundays. The SNP had their best ever vote share too. We don't know exactly how many MEPs they're going to get, but it looks like about three. UKIP has been rendered extinct by Gerard Batten, who managed to lose his own seat in London. Labour were pushed into third place and now facing a Brexit crisis. The Lib Dems, who I'm willing to say at least did what they said uh, they would do, which is to continue to vote for Remain and continue to tell us that they want to stay uh, in the European Union. Uh, they haven't done a thing wrong. They haven't set, put a foot wrong since Vince Cable said he was going to leave. Uh, the Tories, of course, have suffered their worst ever performance in a nationwide election. We just heard from Charlie Elphick there uh, telling us that, well, uh, what we've got to do is make sure that we put somebody in charge of the country, probably Boris Johnson, uh, who's going to lead us out of Europe. Is he going to be able to do that? Constitutionally speaking, we are told, yes, he can. 0344 499 1000. You can tweet us at Talk Radio. You listen to me, Mike Graham. Uh, this is the Independent Republic on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Now, how about this from Felix? If a new Prime Minister wanted to leave with no deal, there's very little Parliament could do. No confidence vote is, a, is all about. Are Change UK or Remainer Tories really going to do that? I don't think anybody in the Houses of Parliament actually wants an election right now uh, because Labour don't want to lose all the seats that they've got, particularly in Scotland or Wales, and certainly the Tories do not want to be wiped out and they don't really want to hand power to Jeremy Corbyn. But let's talk to the man uh, who may hold some of the cards in this particular conversation. He is Sir Ed Davey, Lib Dem MP for Kingston and Surbiton. Sir Ed, a very good uh, morning to you. Congratulations, I good think morning. you're in order. Yeah, well, Lib Democrats had a fantastic night, but actually... Uh, the Remain parties had a fantastic night. Leave lost last night. Remain won. Well, you say that, and, but you uh, know that that's actually rubbish, don't you? No, well, let me give you the facts. Well, give me the facts, the Remain, the, Let me give you the facts. The Remain party won 40% of the vote. The hard Brexit party won 35% of the vote. Which, ca- which, which parties, in, Remain, which add, parties do you count, in, If you add in, in Labour to Remain, it's 54. But Labour doesn't, they not a Remain party. So I'm afraid, Mike, no. the facts... No, I'm afraid, Ed, no, Ed, I'm afraid that you've got the facts completely wrong. Labour is a Leave party, OK? So you can't add yeah, it into the it? mix. Is it? Well, let me show you why that's wrong. Um, they, the leadership is a Leave party. Corbyn is a Leave leader. I agree with it's, that. It was in their manifesto, but, Ed. But, but Leave, leave vote, Labour voters, the vast majority, even those who stayed loyal last night were voting uh, as Remain voters. That was very, very clear that? from the polls. How do you know so that? You look at, well, from, from the opinion polls. Which opinion clear. polls? Which if opinion you, polls? If you, if you talk to Labour MPs and Labour Party members, uh-huh. even those who stayed loyal with Labour, they want Labour to be a Remain Sorry, you were telling party. me opinion polls tell you that people who voted Labour want to remain. Which opinion polls are you talking about? The, 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 the polls that have been on uh, websites like politicalbetting.com and others, it's really clear that most Labour voters want to remain. And yeah, some most of, those of the Labour ones who... Yeah, no, that's not actually Democrats, clear. Like, no, that's like not Some stay loyal to Labour. And so it's absolutely clear to me that the evidence is that you would put most of the Labour votes 
into the no, main part. That's and most of the that's Tory nonsense. votes into the... It's not nonsense. It's complete and utter nonsense. I mean, you can speculate about it if you like, Ed, but I would suggest to you that one of the reasons the Lib Dems have done so well at this party political election is because Labour voters who want to remain have gone and voted Lib Dem. I cite, you, I Mike, cite, I cite you Alistair Campbell as a piece of evidence for that. Mike, I agree with you on that. I absolutely agree with you on that. Well, so why There's not be no happy doubt. with the great strides that you've made oh, instead of trying to extrapolate it into a load of old cobblers? Frankly. Mike, I'm very... Listen, I'm extremely happy. <laughs> the Liberal Democrats have won in London, beat the Brexit Party, yes. beat Labour, beat the Conservatives, and across the country, beat Labour, beat the Conservatives, are now the lead party opposing Brexit's uh, campaigning to stop Brexit. Yes. That, is, that, is, that is... I think we agree on that, can't we? Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm giving congratulations out to two parties this morning, and you know I'm very parsimonious when it comes to congratulations. I'm giving them to the Lib Dems <laughs> for being very consistent and for being true to their, to their heart and soul and true to their party. And I'm also giving credit to the Brexit Party because those are the only two parties that actually have told the truth about what they stand for and about what they will do. Well, I think we can agree on that. But yeah. let me give a little tweak, see if we can get some more agreement. OK. Because I think the SNP implied, I think Green and Change UK very clearly remain parties. Can we agree on that? Um, I would say not to the same extent. No, I would agree with you, Change UK, but they got absolutely horsed, right? 3% and less. So nobody voted for them to remain. I would say the SNP are more of a Scottish independence party than they are a Remain party, but I'll take that uh, as, as, as read. I will say the Green Party have had a massive um, boost because of the actions of people like uh, Extinction Rebellion, uh, Greta, what's her name, who came over from Sweden, all the people chaining themselves to various parts of BP. You know, there's a green resurgence in this country, which may have something to do with Brexit, but, mu but much more to do with climate change. Well, I mean, all I would say is you mentioned the manifestos, the Green Manifesto, the SNP Manifesto, the Ply uh, Manifesto, and the Change UK Manifesto, I don't agree on everything, but they agree with us that they wanted to stop Brexit like we did. Well, we were the lead stop Brexit sure. party. But I think it's very hard not to say that the votes that went to those other Remain parties are Remain votes. And if you exclude the Conservative votes and the Labour votes, which we were having an argument about before, let's just exclude them. If you add in the Remain votes and you add up the hard Brexit votes, it's 40% to remain and 35% to hard Brexit. Well, if I add up, so again, if I add up, if I, if I add up 28 seats for uh, Brexit, right, three seats for the Tories and 10 seats for Labour, that's what I get, what, 41 seats. Now, can you reach that number? No, you can't. Well, um, I was doing in the share of the vote because one of the things about uh -uh, the share of the okay. vote is... It, well, if you were doing a referendum, it's, every vote counts. It's not well, you can make any number of different permutations. I'm just giving you the facts, Ed. Yeah, but is a, uh, Mike, is a referendum based on seats or votes? Uh, it's based on votes, and you lost so, the last yeah. one. So, so if, you, if, you look at, if you look at votes, votes last night mm -hmm. for clear Remain parties, votes last night for hard Brexit parties, 40% of Britain voted for Remain. But when you say hard Brexit, that's only one party, isn't it? No, it's UKIP plus Brexit. Oh, well, yeah, UKIP. Yeah, we forget that. Yeah. I feel well, I've, so already, I've, I've already consigned them to the dustbin of history. I to the hard Brexit parties. I mean, I'm, I, maybe I shouldn't be so fair, but I'm just that sort of decent guy. I know, I've so, heard that about you. Yeah, so, so <laughs> if we exclude the Tories and Labour, I like you. Yeah, but you can't, do, though. I'll, I'll accept your premise. Yeah. I, well, you, you want to do that, so I, I'm agreeing with you. Let's exclude them. Mm. Let's look at the others. It's absolutely clear 
that remain one 40 to 35. Oh, I mean, literally, you are talking the politics of the asylum here, and I don't want anybody <laughs> saying to me, oh, you can't make jokes about logic, that. Mike. No. You agree with my logic. No, I don't agree with your logic at all. You're saying hard Brexit parties, but Brexit is about much more than that, as you well know. The truth of the matter is this. There are 35% of the voting populace in this country who would like to remain in the European Union. There are 35% of the populace of this country that would like to leave the European Union probably in any way, shape or form, OK? So the battleground is for the middle area of, of the rest, OK? Some of whom would like to stay in, some of whom would like to leave but don't want a hard Brexit. That's the battleground, right? You've done very well. Um, whether or not the Lib Dems would do as well in, an, in, 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 an, in a general election, everybody knows is probably unlikely because of the two-party system, and that stymies you in some ways. But let's not get overexcited and let's not try and claim a victory okay, for some people who have lost. Mike, Mike let, let, let's just take those two points. First of all, the Liberal Democrats. Mm. I mean, the results last night were spectacular for us. They were our best ever. Uh, well, unless you go back to 1906, which is quite a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they were fantastic for us, just in the way that the worst for the Tories since 1832. I mean, it was dramatically positive for us. But they also build on our best ever local election results just earlier this month, when we made the best ever increase in council seats. So there's a little bit of a story developing for the Liberal Democrats. I think we have, we're now back in the game, and I think we're winning votes from the Labour Party, from the Tory Party, indeed, from, from other parties. So it's yeah. a great night for the Liberal Democrats. But, but you I are, of course, though, Sir Ed, you are the party of, of uh, sort of protest voting. You always have been. And until and unless there is a change in the way uh, that the parliamentary process in this country at general elections is changed to, say, proportional representation, you're always going to come second a lot more than you come first. So you're never going to have enough votes or enough seats to do anything. And that's the problem. Well, I, th I think, I think um, on the results of last night, with the success of Brexit Party, the success of the Liberal Democrats, and the utter failure of Labour and the Tories, I think using the word never in British politics is probably not the right thing to do. Well, I've I been in politics are... probably as long as you have, Ed, and observing yeah. it from afar, and I can tell you this, as long as there's a two-party system, even if we had a, an election tomorrow, an awful lot more MPs would remain in their seats because they've got such big majorities, and you would well, not get them out. Well, I mean, uh, let, let me agree with you on one thing. I do think our voting system is unfair, and I do think it keeps the Labour Party and Tory Party nice and cosy, and it doesn't create competitive politics, which would be better for our country. So we can agree on the need for political reform. Liberal Democrats have led that case. We think the establishment needs shaking up in so many ways, particularly at Westminster, where we've seen the utter appalling failure of Tory and Labour parties for so long. Mm. The Liberal Democrats are absolutely with you, wanting to reform the system, wanting to shake it up. And I think we shake it up more than for yeah. us. And since, and since you're in the mood for expansionism and, 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 and making the parliamentary system better, you must surely join me in congratulating Nigel Farage and the Brexit Party for doing so well from a standing start and main, managing to grasp... Um, what can only be called the zeitgeist, for want of a better word, uh, of British uh, working-class political thought? Well, um, let me say he clearly won, and he will get some ah. from that for, for the people... Uh, he won a popular I vote. thought you said remain one. Let, let, let me just put it into some context. Uh, if you compare it with the performance of UKIP in 2014, it was plus 5% of the vote. Because UKIP did quite well four years ago, as you know. Yeah, but are you not add? But, you have to. Do you not have to add in uh, UK, uh, UKIP's own performance in this election as well? Well, 
if you're doing Zach, then I want to add in the other remaining. Yeah, I know. We could do this all day. We're back to where we started <laughs> and remain one and leave lost. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I've just got you to say Nigel. For, yeah, but I've just got I'm you to not, say Nigel Farage won, so we won't go back there. Well, well, you know, uh, then you were trying to change the the, the uh, way you rally. Yeah, up it's and, my you know, show. So That's I what I do. do that. I can do that. We can we can be here all day. It's pretty clear that the remain part has got forty percent and the hard Brexit right. thirty five. I agree with you. Um, so. You know, I think it was a good night for the Democrats. Clearly, there's a challenge from the Brexit parties. But, you know, the only way you can really clarify what people say, and we won't have to, you and I won't have to have these arguments about where the Labour votes, what they meant, and whether you can add everything yeah. to the Leave column or the Remain column. The only way you can sort that out is by giving the people a final say. And that's what the Democrats final. are wanting to do. Well, what about the say they just had on Thursday? Well, um, isn't it interesting? You and I, who have been involved in politics for a long time, are, are interpreting the vote in different ways because some of no, the Remain vote was in different parties and some of the hard Brexit was in other parties. And yeah, but so, I, I'm, I'm a call me old-fashioned. I do it on seats, and I'm afraid there's only one winner. Yeah, but, but that, you don't do that in referendums, do you? Yeah, but it wasn't a referendum. No, no, no. I'll tell you well, what you do in referendums. You ask people to vote and you tell them you're going to honour the result and then you don't bother honouring it and you ask them to do it again. That's what you do for referendums. No, what well, I do... Well, that's what you want to do, isn't it? No, um, listen, I think that the uh, British government has tried to... They've failed miserably. They've tried to decide what Brexit meant. The problem in 2016 was there's no manifesto which said, this is Brexit. In fact, if you look what at what the leaders said uh, three years ago, they said also different things. Now, you know, we've now Well, do you know, David Cameron was pretty clear about, about what, what it was. Brexit means, and Brexit means many things to different people. What does it That's mean to you, been arguing so much. What does it mean so, to you? If there was a very clear Brexit manifesto, put that back to the British Hang people. On. We didn't have one in 2016. Right. Can I ask you a question? Hind, Hind varieties... Bean Brexit, which you meant a whole range of different things. And I'd no wonder that. people were confused. So let's have a proper, like you do in general elections, a proper choice where you, this is what you vote on. This is what would happen well, if you voted. This is Brexit. what we had, this right? Hang happen. on. Funnily enough, this, this is what we had on Thursday, right? We had what's called a European election where you were asked if you wanted Brexit or not. If you did, you voted for the Brexit party. If you didn't, you voted for somebody else. Now, the Brexit party yeah. appears to have emerged massively with many, many more seats, almost twice as many seats as the Lib Dems. So that tells you that a lot of people want Brexit. They don't care what kind of Brexit. That's what yeah. they want. And they're sick to death of being told by politicians that they don't understand it and they're too stupid to know how to do it because the politicians are the ones I'm, stopping it happening. Uh, I'm not saying anyone's stupid. All I'm saying is I, uh, I, everyone, everyone is very capable of doing the maths. And the maths is clear. You had the Liberal Democrats with the largest Remain vote yeah. uh, on Thursday. You can add in second. the SNP implied. You can add in Green and add in Change UK. And when you do, you get 40% of the population voting for Remain. And if you contrast that with those people who voted for Brexit, Party and UKIP, it's 35. You know, those are the numbers. I'm That's feeling like we've up. gone down this road before. Yeah, but, but you're, you're trying to make out that Brexit won. They Brexit did! <laughs> yes, they did. Well, they lost now. You said they won a minute ago. No, no. Listen, I, I, we're, we're now being talking about words, the Brexit party and Brexit. Let's take Well, Brexit let's talk about numbers. Number of seats, Brexit party, 28, yeah. right? Number of well, seats, Lib Dem party, 15. Yeah, and I agree with that. 
I'm not going to disagree with that. And that with that particular. Well, you can't analysis. disagree with it's a fact. But I could give you some other analysis. I and mean, you looked at all the Remain uh, MEPs, and I would add in Labour. You get 37, and you added. Yeah, but Labour aren't Remain. I've told you that already. You, you can't have them. So, so actually, I could show you uh, different statistics, interpret them differently for MEPs, and show that Remain won. So yeah, but I'm afraid I'm afraid you're not con- you're not convincing anyone. Clear a way of resolving this because you and I, who are, I think, are reasonable people, and we are. You know, I you certainly and I am. Go for go, go for a drink <laughs> in the pub and have a good discussion. Yeah, but about how many would politics. we have to order before we got you to agree to drink one of them? <laughs> I mean, you know, listen, here's the thing. Here's what I think you guys in the Lib Dems should do, because I think you have got a massive opportunity here, Ed. If you were to go to, for example, the Remainers in the Tory party and the Remainers in Labour and try and get them on your side and say, why don't you come and join us? We are the only party that wants to stay in the European Union. Then we could have a proper election where we have a party that actually wants to leave and a party that wants to stay. And that would suit, I think, an awful lot of people. Listen, I, I, I think there's something interesting in that. Um, I think you'll find that there'll be some Conservative Remain uh, MPs, particularly if Boris Johnson or Dominic Raab become the leader, who will say, I can no longer stay in the Conservative Party. And if uh, Corbyn doesn't change his tune uh, uh, on Brexit, I think you all will begin to see some other Labour MPs considering their position. Mm. So I think there are big things happening in British politics. The only thing I would say to you is if you really want to test the views of the British people after the last three years, all the chaos, confusion and cost and split... Let's do it all again. Madness, <laughs> I, I, I don't think there's any other way that's the cleanest or fairest than allowing the British people to have a clear, a clear vote. OK. We could do this all day, Sir Ed, as you say. Thank you for uh, talking to us. Very interesting. Uh, People have now seen uh, how difficult this is. Sir Ed Davey, Lib Dem MP for Kingston and uh, Surbiton, wants to have a second referendum, doesn't want to leave the European Union, uh, and is trying to convince me that uh, the Brexit party didn't win. (laughs) That's the best laugh I've had all day so far. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Listen. Phone. Talk. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Now, 
highlight many of you was last night uh, tweeting away happily watching the BBC and Sky news coverage of the uh, election results coming in. And I noticed a very interesting shift. Once they were worked out that Brexit had had a fantastic night and had done precisely what everybody said they would do, they then started up with all the excuses. You know, we had the Labour Party say, well, we weren't very clear on what we wanted to do about Brexit. That's why nobody voted for us. The Tories said, yeah, we've had a pretty bad night. But don't worry, uh, we're going to have a new leader soon and it'll all be different. And of course, people like Alistair Campbell started turning up saying, well, of course, this is actually a win for Remain. I nearly fell off my chair laughing. What an absolute load of old cobblers. I mean, that's even better than coming up with a, a sexed-up dossier that we're going to be invaded by Iraq in 45 minutes. Let's talk to Martin Daubney, though. Uh, newly elected Brexit Party MEP for the West Midlands. He's going to Brussels. He's going to be representing us. Martin, a very good morning to you. Congratulations. <laughs> God, God, Mike, you're even more excited than me, mate. What an intro. Well, listen, uh, this is a great day as far as I'm concerned. I'm sick to death of watching all these losers on TV telling me they've won an election. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's been an absolute triumph, you know, from six weeks ago, the Brexit party did not even exist to becoming um, sweeping the, the entire country, nine out of 10 regions. Obviously, we have the Remain Island of London, right. the People's Republic of London, who right. are, you know, as you said, responsible for spawning um, the, the media classes who are trying to desperately spin this into some sort of victory for Remain. It's been mm. quite beautiful to watch, really. You know, if you, if you take all the parties that slightly agreed with us and add them all up, <laughs> then actually we weren't... It's, it's delicious to, to watch the, the spin and the delusion, but it's not about them. This is about the people. You know, I spent the last four weeks pounding the streets of the West Midlands, Coventry, Wolverhampton, Dudley, Hales, Owen, you name it. And the voice out here is incredibly different to the voice that, that we hear through the mainstream media. This is a voice of people who felt abandoned, who felt despised, um, forgotten, mm. and they'd almost given up hope. Our job was to turn this disillusionment, this apathy, uh, and this anger into a positive movement. And, and we did that. We did that by, by selling a clarity of vision. Um, you know, if you are one of the 17.4 million people who voted for Brexit, then we're the only people who, who are going to offer that. You're right to point out the total kind of sitting on the fence stance of Labour and the Tories has resulted in, in a bloodbath. It's a massacre for those two parties, and mm. they absolutely deserve it. And, you know, credit to the Lib Dems. I mean, I fundamentally disagree with their, you know, bees to Brexit stance, but at least they have clarity. No, they are the only party for me. No, they're the only other party for me that come out. I'm going to give them a big hello this morning as well because they're the only party that have been consistent in their in their stance. They've always yeah. said they want to remain. I don't agree with them either, but I, but I tip my hat to them. Yeah, precisely. I think that is why we we believe from the beginning that this would end up becoming a two-horse race mm. between ourselves and the Lib Dems, and that's precisely what came to pass because all of the feedback we were getting was that people were sick of people sitting on the fence and they were sick of a political class that simply refused to listen to the people. Um, anybody that you meet in a street would say, how come they've had three years to do one thing and they've not lost their jobs? And, and why are politicians subject to a different standard of rule than, than myself? I'm a butcher. I, I drive a van. I run a pub. Yeah. I'd, I'd expect to be booted out of my job. So why aren't they? And, and that's what this is about. And that's what they don't want to, and that's why they don't want to have a general election because without wishing to project the Brexit party into one of those, you know, they're going to have a very bad time indeed, both the Labour Party and the Conservative Party, if yeah. there is a general election in this country, which I think there might well be. Uh, and yeah. I would rather see a general election than see a second referendum. And I see that the Labour Party, even now, are still kind of woolly on all of that. Yeah, and I think that's true. And, you know, 
I've been meeting lifelong Labour voters, lifelong Conservative voters across the West Midlands, all of whom are saying they will never vote for their party again because mm. they simply refuse to listen to them. They've crossed the line of being public servants and they've become our masters and we are mere serfs yeah. who are there to tug our forelocks and obey. And, and people are just sick to the back teeth of Westminster as the political class, of the entire establishment, the two-party system, its supportive media. The amount of people on the streets, I'm telling you, Mike, that they want, to, want an end to the BBC licence fee is, is, is going to be a whole conversation to talk about down the line. Mm. You were talking about how, how the media have been spinning this. It's been... It's been borderline ridiculous but also hilarious well that's right and i mean one of the kind of great um uh, sort of ridiculous situations for me is that on the one hand you've got commentators saying things like well of course the remain really did win this because you had the ball up blah 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 we know that story but then in the same token when people say yeah but brexit actually did get more votes they say oh yeah but it's not a very important election so you, you know you can't have it both ways it's either not important election and it, no, nobody cares what happens i differ from that as well i think yeah. this is the most important election we've had in a very long time yeah, absolutely. And, and before this referendum, isn't it, isn't it interesting how the media machine was saying, well, this isn't a second referendum. It's not a proxy vote on that at all. It's, 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 it's something else. Mm. And now, now, they get, now they get annihilated. Suddenly they're picking the voter poll to prove that Remain won. Yeah. So we can see that the media um, has its own agenda. Um, it is part of that establishment. And one of the ways that we ran this campaign... Um, is, is that we created our own media channel, basically through our Twitter feed, our Instagram and our Facebook. We got people involved. We were churning out positive content that people could get involved with and share. It was real people telling real stories. We didn't need the, you know, the established media platform to win this. And that's going to be really interesting, I think, when we look to the future of how political parties yeah. are formed and how campaigns are ran. It's a new world order. I, absolutely. This is, this is what I said to Alison Stewart just before I took over the show. This is really, for me, a watershed moment in politics in this country because it's no yeah. longer going to be dominated by the Tory party and Labour. They may not even exist in two or three years' time because they are riven by two sets of completely different values, two sets yeah. of completely different belief systems. But let me ask you yeah. this. What do you make of the Green Party's claim that you guys shouldn't even be going to Brussels because you are going there to ruin it and to wreck it and that you shouldn't even take up your allowances and your pay, which I happen to disagree with, by the way. Well, of course. I mean, I, I mean, you know, sour grapes is, is something that the the Green Party seem to, to, to feast <laughs> on. I guess, I guess that's that's all they have. You know, we are we are a kind of existential threat to the system that exists and has them for hundreds of years. Um, the Green Party. I sat on TV last week with Caroline Lucas, who was just shaking her head and rolling her eyeballs. Yeah. And I just thought, I'm doing this for all those millions of people that you you think about like that. Yeah. Every time an ordinary person speaks up, somebody in Westminster is rolling their eyes and flicking their wrists and, and going for another free lunch. And, and, and I, I just think that this is. A, a, I'm with you, Mike. It's a watershed moment where we're going to go over there to Brussels. We're going to go over mob-handed. You know, second of July will be yeah. the like, like, like a World Cup final, a birthday and Christmas rolled into one for me. And we are going to go there and we're going to create some, some, some noise. I want to so see you go, go. I want to see the, the, the Brexit Party entrance into the European Parliament. That I want to see live uh, on some Twitter feed somewhere, please. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's definitely <laughs> going to happen, mate. Well, uh, unless, unless a miracle suddenly occurs and they, they, they pull some rabbit out of the hat and they do some deal before the 2nd of July, yeah. 
to, to, to prevent us from going over, which of course may happen. Well, I mean, anything's, anything's possible. But let me ask you a couple of personal questions, Martin, because yeah. you've had a fascinating life. Well, I say that. Yeah. I mean, you've had a, a sort of an ordinary life like most people have. You know, yeah. you, you had, a, you know, not a, a privileged upbringing. You had a, a, a normal childhood, an, up, a, an average childhood. You became a powerful figure in the media. Uh, you've become a great voice um, on the right of politics, I suppose, but also yeah. for young men. You're particularly yeah. interested in, in male suicide and why that happens and what we can do about it. How, when, at what point did you suddenly decide, do you know what, I'm going to do this, I'm going to go for this MEP lock? Well, you know, I'm a coal miner's son from Nottingham. Um, I went to an ordinary comprehensive where a good week was not getting your head kicked in. <laughs> you know, that, that was, that yeah. was my kind of childhood. Yeah. Um, my parents broke up when I was eight. You know, I was a typical sort of boy of, of divorced parents. Um, I was the first boy in my family to make it to university because... And my dad saw the tsunami coming of the coal mines closing. Uh, my mum was a teacher and she said, you know, education is power. And since then, um, I went on to become a journalist with no contacts in the game, just through enthusiasm. The men's magazine phenomenon came along and it's something I fitted naturally into because yeah. guess what? I was in miners' welfare when I was 13 years of age. And I understand how ordinary people think yeah. and talk and, and all the rest of it. Then I became a political commentator uh, as a passionate Brexiteer. Uh, forget the only gay in the village. I was the only Brexiteer in the village for four years on telly. No, I mean, seriously, I was on Sky News, yeah. BBC News, uh, often, almost always, 95% of the time, the only Brexiteer on the panel, fighting away. And I just became, you know, enraged with, with the, the inability of them to listen. And then, and then I bumped into Mr. Farage on yes. the Jeremy Vine show. We were both guests. We hit it off straight away. And then when this party was formed, I got a call. Jeremy uh, Vine will be delighted that he was the launch pad for the Brexit party. <laughs> they think it's like a delicious cherry on the cake. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I'm on a show tomorrow morning, so I can't be, I can't be too mean. No, to him, Jeremy's but... a great guy, but I mean, he's not on the side of, uh, of Brexit, is he, when it comes to politics? I think it's safe to say he's, he's, a, he's a, a pretty entrenched Remainer. Yeah. But, you know, the whole thing happened so quickly in the end because the party, you know, they, they, they approached me and said, if Article 50 is revoked, would you be interested in getting involved in a new movement? And I said, well, yeah, because that's never going to happen. You know, nobody thought that would happen. And then when it did, I, I had um, literally overnight to decide I had to give up all my income. Um, I had to give up all my work. I'm doing this for free. Um, I'm doing it from pure conviction, pure belief, with, with the, the desire to stand up for ordinary people and to say no more, mm. no more of this. You know, we will be heard. You will not silence it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really resonated. And it's an amazing feeling, Mike. I, I th I, I, and I share that feeling. I think a lot of people do this morning. A lot of people so happy about the results last night. At what point did you realise that, that it was going pretty well? Well, we, we, ha we saw the figures coming in from other regions first. Um, the, the counts were over quite early. I got to Birmingham about 6 o'clock in the evening and the count was done. And the counting officers from across the region who only had the intel to go on at the size of the piles of paper on desks, it's still, you know, it's still that, that old-fashioned system. They were going, we've we, we definitely, we've we, we monstered it in Coventry, we've monstered it in Wolverhampton. And as the data began to trickle in, we, we, we started to get excited. Then it was down to how many MEPs do we get from the region. Mm. And we were shooting for the stars and praying for four. Uh, we got three. Uh, but that's that's um, amazing for the region. Half a million people in this region voted Brexit Party, you know, a party that didn't exist six weeks ago. It's, it's just been incredible. And when it was announced, you know, because we're not from the political class, you know, we're ordinary people. Let's just say it was like England had scored a penalty in the World Cup final. <laughs> no, we weren't. We weren't doing the polite round of applause. 
you might see at Lords. And if this was proper visceral celebration because it meant so much to everybody who was a part of this journey. Well, absolutely. So people, people that were working the streets and leafleting and canvassing for weeks, a huge army of volunteers who, who just gave all their time for free because they believe in democracy. It's a fascinating time to be a politician, Martin, and I'm delighted that you've now become one. Uh, good luck with it. Hopefully um, you'll have a, a few days to kind of uh, celebrate and then it's down to the real business. But we'll talk again uh, and let's keep in touch because uh, there'll be things that we want to talk to you about as time goes on. Um, and congratulations once again. Thank you. I'd be delighted. Have a great day. Cheers. Thank you, Martin. Martin Daubney there, uh, son of a coal miner, uh, first person in his family to go to university. What a great way to describe your childhood, because I know a lot of you listening to this will understand precisely what he means. A good day at school or a good week at school was managing to avoid being beaten up. Absolutely right. So many people have had that experience. So many people are like Martin Daubney. So few people uh, are like the kind of politicians uh, that have been absolutely routed in the past 24 hours, after the count since last Thursday by the Brexit party. Labour are in disarray. They don't know what to do. Jeremy Corbyn doesn't know uh, which end uh, is up. And Tom Watson, of course, is standing there with a knife ready to plunge it into his back at any given moment. The Tories got no idea what's going on. They haven't even got a leader. We've got nine people, eight so far officially declared, who want to run the party, which just got 9% in an election. Seriously? 0344 499 1000. We are going to celebrate Brexit Day today because this, believe it or not, is the best day in politics we've had this year. And I'm not joking about that. I want to hear from loads of you. We will be talking to lots of other politicians as well, even one from Change UK. Uh, we're going to be suggesting to them some new names for their parties. So why don't you tweet those to us, at Talk Radio, uh, at IROMG. We can tell them, uh, never mind Change UK. Uh, how about Give It Up UK? This is Talk Radio. Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. This is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. You know what to do, 0344 499 1000. We're calling it Brexit Day here in the Independent Republic. Got a great tweet here from Darren, uh, who's showing me a picture of the Vote Change UK for a people's vote for Remain uh, for sale. One white bus, very low mileage, paint job needs work, a toilet converted to gin bar. Uh, please contact Anna Subri. That's quite funny, that, I have to say. Uh, now, up in Scotland, the SNP have done rather well. Uh, the Labour Party once again have collapsed, as they have in many other parts of the country, as they have in Wales, as they have in the north of England. Labour having a massive crisis at the moment, as are the Tories. They don't have a leader either. Let's talk to Drew Hendry, uh, who's SNP MP, business spokesperson as well. Drew, um, I'm, I'm trying to be as magnanimous as I can to as many people as I can, so I'm going to say <laughs> congratulations to you for doing better uh, in Scotland than maybe you even thought you would. Well, it's not just been a good result. We've emphatically won the election in Scotland. It's a, it's an historic result in, in terms that uh, I don't think have ever, ever been seen. You, when you look at the result, it's not only the biggest result in Scotland, it's the biggest result for a party across the UK. And, You've uh, got three seen, seats out of six, right? Well, we've got three seats out of six, but using the DeHunt system, as you may know from the vagaries of that, it's extraordinarily. So something out of Star together. Wars, the Hoth system. This, this, this is a this is a massive result, and Scotland has uh, 
fundamentally rejected the Brexit premise. Um, this is a, the, another rerun of the fact that Scotland rejected that during the EU referendum, voting 62% to uh, remain, and now we've had this result for the SNP, and indeed other Remain parties in Scotland last night, um, showing that Scotland has rejected Brexit. Well, you've said that for many a, um, a month and a year, and your leader, Nicola Sturgeon, has said it as well. But how sure can you be uh, that the people who vote for the SNP actually don't want to leave the European Union? Because you don't know what all of them have in their mind, surely. Well, we went into this election, unlike other political parties, you know, the Labour Party didn't know where, where they wanted to, uh, to position themselves and couldn't take a position. The, the Tories were in their usual chaos fighting amongst themselves. We went in with a very clear message in Scotland, saying that Scotland is for Europe. And that was the message that we took to the public. So I don't think anybody can be in any doubt um, that Scotland has said that it's clear future. Uh, should be within the EU. And uh, that's been the premise that's worked, that we've, we've worked on. We took that to the public and they've resoundingly, absolutely resoundingly, uh, backed the SNP in this election. But, of course, down in uh, the rest of the UK, uh, and in fact in the UK as a whole, uh, just because you lose the idea of leaving uh, the refer or staying in the European Union or leaving the European Union doesn't really matter because you have to take account of the people who want to uh, do the opposite, right? Well, we, we've, um, you, you're probably aware that since the start of this Brexit process, the Scottish government tried to compromise with the UK government, put forward and said, if we have to uh, go forward with Brexit, here's what Scotland needs uh, uniquely. Since then, Scotland's people and its wishes have been completely ignored, not just the Scottish government, but the Parliament, Scottish Parliament, everybody but the Tories uh, voted uh, against this uh, Brexit proposition that's been brought forward and that was ignored. All of the vast majority of Scotland's MPs have been ignored all the way through this uh, process. Scotland has very resoundingly said that it believes its future should be in Europe and it's now up to the Tories and the Labour Party who both suffered catastrophic results in Scotland yesterday. The Tory party came forth with their worst performance in Scotland since they started calling themselves uh, Scottish Conservatives and Unionists. <laughs> well, I think they've, they've had their, I think they've had their worst, uh, they've had their worst but, ever showing uh, in, in but, a national election ever, haven't they? Well, the, the, and the Labour Party, the worst ever in Scotland as well. So mm. I think there is a message there from Scotland. Twelve years into government, the SNP have been resoundingly backed uh, by the Scottish people in this election, uh, by the voters. And, and the, what we've seen is that they've said that Scotland's place should be in Europe. Scotland is for Europe. And, of course, if Westminster doesn't listen to that, if we don't get the opportunity uh, you know, to stay in Europe through the UK, then we do have a mandate for an independence referee, a referendum in Scotland. And Scotland may well, have to take actually. its place. No, that's well, not we strictly actually, true. No, no, actually, no, it no, no. Actually well, you can, no, it's not. No, you've, you've no, interpreted that, I'm, I'm afraid. afraid you're wrong. No, I'm, I'm afraid, afraid I'm not wrong. wrong. No. Well, no, you can talk over me, SNP. Drew, if you wish to. Hang on, <laughs> Drew, just wait a second. Okay, you okay, know, you will have, you will have your chance yeah. to answer me. We don't talk over each other here. We're very yeah. civilised in this part of the independent yeah. republic. The point is you can extrapolate an, uh, a sentence. You can use words to explain all manner of things, as I've just had Ed Davey on to Lib Dems telling me that it was a massive uh, win for Remain last night, which, of course, it wasn't. The point is, is that, you know, you can say, as Nicola Sturgeon has said, that you will have a mandate for another referendum if uh, the circumstances have changed significantly. Now, you can have an argument about that, but it's not a mandate, is it? Well, can I, can I answer that? Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, we went into an election in 2016 on Scotland with that in the manifesto. And we won that election, and we had a vote in the Parliament to underline 
that mandate. So factually, we have a mandate. Well, you can't just say you've got a mandate because you wrote it down and then read it back to yourself. No, no, the people of Scotland voted for it. Well, the people of Scotland actually reduced yeah. the number of MPs you had in Westminster the last time we had a general we've, election, we've didn't won, they? We've won every single election um, that has been held. Since, you know, and we just no, but your mandate has, has been reduced, if you like. Now, what we I'm won saying... the election in 2016. We won the election in 2017 in Scotland. I don't see why that's so difficult to understand. Well, it's not difficult to understand, but you went down, did you not, in the number of MPs that you had in Westminster? We, we still overwhelmingly well, did you go won down? the election. Did you well, go down? The, the, there was a change. There was some. There were some. You can uh, say it. Just admit it. It's Tories. okay. No, 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 no. There were some Tories and Labour uh, MPs that were elected in 2017. Uh -huh. Our, major, our uh, majority went down, but we were still. You lost. You were. You were at number. You were at 56 MPs, weren't you? We, and, we're, and we're still at 35. Which right. Is that's the quite a big vast loss. Majority which is the vast majority of the MPs in Scotland. Right. All I'm saying is, is we can argue about the word mandate, Drew, but what I'm saying is, is effectively, if you, put, if you put that statement in your manifesto, fewer people wanted it than would have done before. It was in the 2016 Scottish Holyrood Parliament elections. Oh, in that uh, one? That we, oh, right. In that one, which we won overwhelmingly yes. in Scotland. Scotland is governed by the SNP at the moment as a result of that election. And is it governed election, only we solely to... by the SNP, or do they not well, have we, to co-opt the odd uh, party from well, time obviously, to time? Obviously, at the moment, it's a very uh, by a, a very small uh, yes. number. It's a minority yes. government. Yes. So occasionally, you have to get majority, the help of other people. But a, major, a majority of MSPs in the Scottish Parliament have voted to endorse the mandate that was gained in the 2016 mm. uh, parliamentary yes. election. But do you see what I mean about words? It's interesting, isn't it? Majority can mean something very different to two different people, well, well, a, as a, a can mandate. The majority. A majority is a majority. Yes, and you have a minority government. And a majority for independence in the Scottish Parliament. Yes, indeed. But yet, yeah. but yet, when you had a referendum for independence, you didn't win it. Uh, no, we didn't win the 2014 uh, <laughs> referendum because we were... So, one of the great selling points of the 24 mm. referendum from the No campaign was that people should vote no to ensure that Scotland stayed in the European Union. Uh -huh. And, of course, what we've seen is immediately that... Uh, that result came in. Uh, not only did we see the next morning David Cameron talking about English votes for English laws, uh, but we've seen the Brexit vote and the situation where Scotland is being dragged out of the EU against its will. So are you telling me that if you had a referendum for independence in Scotland tomorrow, that you would be confident of winning it? Uh, I, I personally the case, yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I've never seen one poll that says anything other than the fact that the thirst for independence is actually reduced well, in Scotland? Well, there are plenty of polls around for you to see that uh, there's a consequence of what's happening. Could you, please point, could you point me to one, please? Well, yeah, if you, if you, could, do it, you could do some search just now. There's a poll, I, I believe it's in the papers yesterday. I don't have the in front of me, so I can't tell you what that is. Which, which uh, paper is it? Well, it was in the papers yesterday. I don't have that in front of me, but... Uh, well, it was you know, yesterday you and you've already it. forgotten which I, paper it was in. But, well, I'll tell you what, you, if, you, if you want to have me back on later today, I'll get the poll for you. Well, unfortunately, we'll I have a time them. limit because they don't let me on the radio all day, right, okay. I, despite how good yeah. I am. But, but you, can, you can also do your research on this as well and find that. Are you suggesting I haven't done my research? <laughs> well, I'm just Now, Drew, that would be considered to be a snarky <laughs> comment in the Independent Republic of Mike Graham, you know. You're the one that's trying well, to prove a point. I'm just asking you questions. Yeah, well, it, you know, like I say, the, the, as a result of this uh, Brexit shambles of mm. the Westminster... Now, that I can agree with you on. Through, 
Well, as a result of the Westminster shambles that the Westminster Parliament has been uh, going through over the past while, there's a lot of people in Scotland who are now engaged on the, the, the political aspects of this and understand that the one of the only ways that might be open to them to protect Scotland's future in Europe is to become an independent country, and that's reflected in polling. OK, well, we'll check that out, and next time we have you on, I shall tell you uh, how it worked out. But let me tell you this, Ian Blackford, right, as far as I'm concerned, should uh, be anointed the leader of the opposition because he's a de facto leader of the opposition in Westminster anyway, because Jeremy Corbyn never asked any hard questions. Exactly. So we see that we can... Give him my regards when you see it. I will do. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Drew, Drew Hendry there, SNP MP, business spokesperson, uh, says there's a poll out from yesterday that says that more people than ever want uh, independence in Scotland, but he can't remember where it was. Uh, or indeed uh, what the numbers are. Never mind, we'll check it out. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.